about a basket of deplorables who were planning on voting for Donald Trump. Now, to me, that vote was symbolic. It was symbolic of wanting to get out from under the thumb of the Clintons and the Bushes and the Obama types. They were all really just Clintonistas. And your average Americans, uh, notwithstanding New York, L.A., the usual suspects, wanted out of that. Well, that phenomena is spreading to Canada. And I just want to let everybody know we are broadcasting live today from the Newcastle Pub in Edmonton, Alberta. There is a deplorable Canadians or Patriots party going on today. Big thanks to Peg in Edmonton. We're going to be hearing from her as to why she uh, threw this together. Tina in Ottawa. Beautiful lady. And we, uh, we owe her a big thanks. Now listen to this. Kevin J. Johnston, big friend of the show, freedomreport.ca, was attacked this morning by Antifa. Like really attacked. Really attacked. I, we're not talking, uh, you know, they, they threw a bag of poo at him or something like that. No, they, he got attacked by 20 kids and he slipped and went down and they piled on him. He was able to get out, but his cameraman cannot feel his legs. They were kicking him and punching him in the spine and he is unconscious in the hospital. 19 years old. 19 years old. That's how good these people are. They decry violence. They want a better society. They're getting paid. They're getting Soros dollars to bring down Canadian society. And there's a lot of people that are very upset about it and worried about the future and direction of this country. We're going to be speaking to them today. There's a bunch of them here at the Newcastle Pub. And listen, if you want to get your voice heard, if you were at one of these rallies in Vancouver or Calgary or Ottawa, the call-in line is 855-660-4261. Once again, 855-660-4261. Now... I just want to say this. Benito Mussolini, in his book, defined fascism as the marriage between business and government. All right? Corporate government. Corporations having laws altered to aid their bottom line under the rule and law of government. That is how one of the founders of fascism defined it. 
Now, this week, we saw Donald Trump pull the United States of America out of the Paris Climate Accord. And the world is freaking out. They're going crazy over this. That idiot, Kathy Gifford, uh, what, is that her name? Gif- Griffin, Kathy Lee? Griffin. 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 That's it. Yeah, see, I don't even... I, I, I refer to her as the headless horseman. <laughs> the headless horsewoman, yeah. <laughs> so she puts out this picture of her holding a mock head of the president covered in, uh, I can assume, ketchup. And now her career is going down in flames. What she wanted to do to Trump, she actually ended up doing to herself. And I applaud that because I can't, I've never liked that woman. Never. I've, I've never had any use for that woman whatsoever. So now that her career is on the ropes, she's making all these BS apologies. And then she went and held a press conference where she doubled down on how stupid she is. And, and I got to say, she's never been funny. We've got a caller. We've got a caller. Let's go over to the caller. I, I don't see a name, but we'll just go to our caller. Let's just take the call. Hit, hit answer there, Craig. There we are. You're you're on the air. How you doing? Okay. Hello, caller. Hello. What? Hey. Yeah. Yeah, How yeah. You doing? Who, I'm doing. Oh, this sounds it's, like it's, uh, Phil the pissed off vet in New Mexico. Yeah, What's going it's, on, it's Phil? Phil the pissed off vet in New Mexico, and I. And you know what? I got a real life story I want to talk to you guys about today. That, all right, all right. We were of, talking about the Paris Climate Accord and the U.S. dropping out, but if you're going to shift gears, I'm going to let you do, and we'll go back to it. Go ahead and tell us what's going all on, right, Phil. Well, you know, this may have something to do with the Paris Climate Accord because all this, all this uh, air pollution and stuff has made me crazy, and so I can't help myself. I got to talk about this, okay? Uh, <laughs> all right. I was talking with an ex-biker. <laughs> A former yeah. biker who actually lived to be a former biker. So I got to give him a little credit there. And, and he's a black guy. And he's a really smart guy. And we're having a conversation about life. And uh, he told, started talking about white privilege. White privilege. Okay. Yours or his? <laughs> so, so I said, wait, wait a second, buddy. Hold on. Hold on. Let's back up here. White privilege. I was born 1952, born in 1952 to a single mom, white. I have five brothers and sisters raised by a single mom, white. My single mom went to the welfare office and wanted to help get welfare to get a hand up because working in a restaurant back in the 50s and you're a single mom and, you know, this is just the way it is. You're a bitch. You're a slut. Those were names that we were called. I was a bastard because that's just what society called me. Did I feel like or think I was a bastard? No. I was a human being. I don't know what the heck they were talking about. And so we started talking about this. And I said, you know, basically I was raised by my grandmother because my mom was out making kids and working in a restaurant doing whatever she was doing. I don't know. I was a kid. And uh, so, anyway, we're at the welfare office. I'm sitting out in the car watching all the traffic and what's going on. My mom goes in and she goes with her hand out, seeing if she can get a hand up. She's in there for about an hour and a half, two hours, and I watched in that time many, 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 many fat black women 
going into this welfare office in fur coats, their old man driving Cadillacs, and they were coming out with a check and a big smile. My mom came back out an hour and a half later with nothing. Air in her hand, nothing. So I would like to know, with all these incredibly intelligent liberal morons out there, can you explain to me the white privilege, how it works? I know what it is. White privilege is a liberal, democratic, moronic catchphrase to make you feel bad about yourself. And don't be stupid, please. All white people, you are just human beings like everybody else. And we're not deplorable. Well, maybe I am. But anyway, get on with life. Move on. It's all good. Love y'all. <laughs> Phil, thanks for that story. That's great. And absolutely, we've only got one minute left to go here. But listen, the, Phil brings up a really good point. Okay? This is what he saw. He didn't experience any kind of special privilege living on the south side of Chicago. Single mom. They struggled. And that is a lot of white people's experiences. That's a lot of uh, black people, Asian people. You know what? Can we just say people? Can we do that? Well, there's always been class privilege. Class privilege is another thing. I mean, whether you're, you're thing. black, white, Irish, Italian, if you're in Kentucky working in the coal mines, you weren't very privileged. Mike, Mike, Super Don, and Craig Owen Jenkins on American Uck Radio at the Deplorable Canadians Rally at the Newcastle Pub in Edmonton. We'll be back right after this. Syntec Global XFT is a breakthrough product trusted around the world for over 20 years. Syntec Global XFT will maximize engine life and fuel economy, maximize horsepower and performance, and minimize emissions. XFT packs an incredible amount of benefits into one small concentrated dose. It comes with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. That's Syntec Global XFT. Put it to the test. Head over to AmericanUpRadio.com now to get your extreme fuel treatment. That's AmericanUpRadio.com. Welcome back, everybody. The call-in line is 855-660-4261. We want to hear from you. If you're, from, if you're with any of these uh, million deplorable Canadian rallies going on across the country, now, interestingly enough, we have protests going on in the United States as well. And, you know, we got Chantilly, Virginia. We've got... You know, we've got this big march for resistance against Trump going on. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Uh, there's a lot of forces coming together. Uh, Phil in New Mexico called in and he talked about how he didn't have any white privilege growing up. During the break, Mike, you were telling a story. I want you to get into that on the air here. You were talking about something you saw Ben Shapiro talking about. Go ahead. Yeah, so there was one of his speeches that he was giving. Um, I don't remember which university it was at, but somebody made a comment and he said, look, it would take me literally one question to know if you're a liberal or conservative. And he points to a guy and he's like, you, what are you? And the person said, well, I identify as gay. And he's like, okay, you're a liberal. He goes to the next one. He's like, what are you? 
and the person was like, you know, um, I, I don't remember what they were saying, but it was like, you know, I'm transsexual or I'm this, I'm that. And he'd say, okay, that's liberal. He goes to the next one. He says, what are you? And the guy said, well, I'm an American. He said, that's conservatives. Okay, what are you to the next one? And the guy's like, yeah, I work at McDonald's, or I think he said Burger King. He's like, yeah, you're a conservative. He said, very simply put, the liberals will identify based on their sexuality, based on their made-up gender, based on the group that they work with. Like, oh, yeah, one girl said she's a feminist. So, so they're basing their their identity on which social clique they fall into. Yeah, yeah, based on their social description, as opposed based on to, their understanding of what what the Trump card is in their little and, hierarchy. And they literally don't look at what they could provide to society. They don't look at what their talents are. They don't look at anything like that. They don't look at their their nationality. You know, I I'm okay if somebody says I'm a Chinese American. Or I'm a Chinese Canadian. I'm okay with that. You want to keep some of your heritage? That's fine. I mean, you can't. You I'm can't cool give with up that. Birthright. Yeah, but at least you're not saying, "Well, I'm gay. I'm straight. I'm." You know, I'd have issues with somebody saying, "I'm a straight white heterosexual male." I'd be like, "Well, that still kind of makes you sound like a liberal." You know, whereas <laughs> if a person. No, no, no. I, I understand that the liberals will hate him. They'll they'll hang the guy. But the the fact of the matter is, he's still identifying based on something that he can't change, like his gender or sex, whether trannies like to hear that or not. And he's basing it on what he does in bed. Well, it you may know, be to, illegal to, to say that soon because we've got this new bill coming through where they want to make it illegal to misidentify somebody's gender or anything like that. But I'll tell you what, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. We were talking about Kathy Griffin and her picture of her holding a, a you know a mock-up of Trump's severed head. And when the backlash hit... She immediately apologized because she started losing money almost immediately. CNN started losing contracts for advertising with Squatty Potty and ADT Home uh, Security Services. So they didn't pull her from the New Year's bash that she usually hosts with Anderson Cooper right away. But once the money started falling away, and let me tell you this, CNN is not in a position where they can afford to lose advertisers right now they're dying so they had to get rid of kathy griffin so after she apologized she went and got a lawyer and just like you were talking about mike all of a sudden she's playing the i'm a woman you know what i mean it's like this this, she's getting stepped on because she's a woman no uh seven or, or six Billion nine hundred and ninety nine million nine hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine women on the planet. Um, that might be too high of a number. Did not put out a picture of themselves with Trump's severed head on that same day. It didn't happen. So let's listen to this blubbering idiot now trying to save her career. I'm going to be honest. He broke me. It's oh, me. Trump's fault. Yeah. That's some fake crying going on right there. Good job, Kathy Griffin. And tell you what, she was never funny in the first place. She's one of these women that, you know, she thinks that her her brand of humor is talking about her menstrual cycle and things like that. She's just an all-around disgusting person. And actually, it's more of a social commentary on America that she could get work in the first place. But let's go on listening to this moron trying to save her And then I was like, no, this isn't right. It's just not right. And I apologized because that was the right thing to do, and I meant it. And then I saw the tide turning, and I saw what they were doing, and I went, oh, okay, they're trying to spin this, and they're making it about Baron and... 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Then, then my lawyer called me and said that there might be a way that we could salvage your career and turn this around where Trump's the bad guy because he's bullying her. She put out a picture of holding his severed head, and he said, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. That's bullying. How is that bullying? Have you ever been bullied, no, Craig? No. It's, nope. It's, <laughs> so you wouldn't it's, know. It's ISIS, it's ISIS-like in the, in the way that she was doing it. It's like... You know, ISIS ideology. Well, that's the big joke that it's cultural appropriation, right? So let's go on. <laughs> Obviously, that was never my intent. I would never want to hurt anyone, much less a child. But I started to see what was really happening. BS. And then it was a mob mentality pylon. And so many people have expressed to me personally across the country at my shows, they're scared. Yeah, people go into a comedy show to have a few drinks and laugh. They sit around talking about how scared they are for the future of the country. Listen, Kathy Griffin will get on whatever bandwagon, depending on who is around her at the time and say anything. That's the kind of person that she is. Do you notice? Yeah, I don't know what's... I don't know if I'm going to rest this baby. I don't know. But I have to stand there. In English, please, Kathy. That was the fakest damn crying I've ever heard in my... What were you going to say, Craig? I was going to say, you know, she referred to that the tide turned and the mob piled on her. It's kind of ironic because I think that's what she was trying to do with her demonstration with the head, was to try to get the mob mentality, hate Trump even more, even more, and it kind of backfired. It's not so much fun when it's happening to you, is it? Well, that's exactly it. And you know what? It's not just her. You've got these idiot liberal comedians all over the country that they think that they are exempt from the rule. Okay? They think... Of decency? Well, see, there's this little list of rules that everybody has, right? Where, where this is politically correct. This is, you know, I'm down with the, uh, everybody else because I'm Bill Maher. Or because I'm uh, Kathy Lee Griffin, I can say whatever I want because, you know, I'm down with Black Lives Matter. Well, I'll tell you what, they will turn on you. Look at this liberal professor down in the United States. They wanted to have black-only day on campus. He said, I'm going to work. But you know what? It was okay for him because he was always down with the, the whole Black Lives Matter deal. No, he wasn't. And they turned on him. And guess what? All you people trying to pander to the these movements, it's never ever going to be enough. There will never be enough apologies. There will never be enough money. And that is not what it's about. It's about power. It's about putting you in your place and making you feel small. Well, I'll tell you what. We need to be proud of what we are. I've never been more proud to be an American after Trump's speech. And I've never been more proud to be a Canadian at the same time when I see people mobilizing and getting together to say, you know what, I'm Canadian and I'm proud of it. So up yours. Mike, Mike, Super Don, Craig Owen Jenkins for the Newcastle Pub. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to American Ock Radio, everybody. At the beginning of the show, I said there was some drama going down with the Million Deplorable Canadians March in Ottawa. We've got Kevin J. Johnson. Kevin, what's going on over there? Well, I'm in a hospital bed right now. I'm about to get my ear, the top of my ear, stitched back together. It was ripped into two pieces by uh, the Antifa guys. 
Um, but I can tell you this, Mike. It's crazy that there's 46 of them that uh, took me on today, and that's the best they could do is a partially ripped ear. However, four of them are in custody. One of them had a knife. One had a gun. A gun in yep. Canada. That's illegal. Well, I... <laughs> Was it registered? Oh, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> yeah, no, that's an important question. Is it a is it a legal owned gun in Canada? I doubt it. Well, yeah, know, what is it? Was it guys, a pistol? Probably not. Um, but I'll tell you what happened here. Is I'm in the hospital yeah. bed right now, and the detectives left only five minutes ago. They took my statement on the four guys they have in custody. The cops arrived quickly enough to get four of them into custody. So we'll, we'll see what happens in the next couple of weeks with uh, these guys. Um, but what happened here is they they can't they beat him into a state of being passed out. He's your cameraman? Right now. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they, they, he passed out. They, they beat him into uh, a very nasty submission. He's right now sedated in the other room. Uh, we had heard that uh, uh, he had no feeling in his legs at, at one point. Is, is there any uh, updates on that? Well, that, that's the last in his right leg and he had no feeling in his face. Now we do know that two of his teeth are broken. Ooh, that don't feel good either. No, no, I've broken teeth many times. It sucks, but uh, so we're going to hear what the doctor has to say. Unreal, unreal. And so they... <laughs> What is with these guys? I mean, I can't believe it. And, and and you're out and about all the time. You're pretty public about what you do. Um, so they were basically waiting to get their chance to overpower you with uh, overwhelming numbers. And they were still too damn incompetent to do that, even when the odds were so great on their side. Well, you'd figure that. Uh, Antifa's been watching what I do for quite some time. Um what I can say here is that if it's 46 against one, I should be dead. And that just gives you an idea of how incompetent and useless these kids are. However, uh, I did take a couple of flagpoles in the face, one in the head, one in the neck, and some, some girl who claims to be a mother of five and, be, and a teacher at an Ottawa school, that's what she claimed to be. She had one of those extendo police um, batons. Baton, yeah. Oh, yeah. Got me with that. Yeah, she hit me with that on the wrist. The officers took photos of the inflammation on the wrist. A mom of five and a teacher is out there with a police baton picking fights. With Yeah, with journalists. Anyway, well, they stole they, my wallet and they stole my uh, my camera. So I'm, I'm out uh, camera and uh, 240 in cash. <laughs> and uh, the co- man, oh man. And the cops, the, the guys that they caught, they weren't the ones that had the wallet and the camera. One of the guys they have in custody right now knows who has the camera and know who has the wallet. That that I made very clear in my police statement. He made it very clear to me that he's got them, uh, or at least that he knows who's got them, and I'm not getting them back. Kevin, I, I called 911 the second I was able to maintain uh, composure for a bit. I called 911, and as soon as I was on the phone with somebody at 911, I saw one of the clowns pull a gun, and that's when I yelled, "There's a gun! There's a gun!" Jeez. And the cop, yeah, twelve twelve squad cars. We're there in under two minutes. So the cops were on, on Johnny on the spot. There was none of this, well, hey, uh, let, let you fend for yourself stuff, eh? It sounded like it was going there, honestly, until, until the gun came up. But listen, guys, the doctor's here, and she's going to get my ear patched up. So she says no phone calls in the hospital room. Uh, what time's the show over? 
We're done in, uh, well, this is the first hour. We've got an hour and a half left to go. If you want to call back in with an update, we'll keep an eye out for you on the Comrex stack, my friend. Out, I'll call you back. You got it, so, guys. You're a great Canadian. We'll okay. talk to you in a bit, Kevin. You got it, boys. Thank you. Take care. All man. right. Go. Take care. All right. So there now, it is. There's Kevin a guy who loves his country where you'll take a beating with the flagpole of your own country, you know, in defense of your rights. Well, and here's the other thing, too. Everybody thinks there's supposed to be no guns in Canada. Well, there are people all over the place with guns in Canada, I'm telling you right now. And these Antifa guys, they will sidestep the law because they think that they have some kind of moral authority. They think that they're inflicting violence for a better tomorrow. Think about that. Every single time you get people thinking that they have a moral high ground because they're working towards a utopia. The right? ends justify the means. By any means necessary. Yeah, it's, it's always some utopia that they're working for. We, meanwhile, they accuse us of using the same tactics so they're justified when I'm looking around here right now and I'm seeing Canadians that have shown up to voice and their displeasure with the current federal government or the provincial government or both I'd like to say and there's no violence there's, they're not out hunting down Antifa people or Black Lives Matter because they don't care and I'll tell you what else they're also the same kind of people that will face that if it comes, just like Kevin J. Johnston, just like most normal people, but we don't go looking for it. And I'd like to say good on the Ottawa police for getting in there and stopping that situation before it turned into something worse. Mike, you've had uh, interactions with Antifa in the past, have you? Uh, yeah, a few times at the universities um, and even at um, Algonquin College in the west end of Ottawa, I would just be getting off the bus and there would be a protest and stuff. And then there's a primary bus station right beside the college, like it's literally attached to the college. So I'd get off the bus and one time I simply asked what they were protesting. And a bunch of the Antifa guys came over with their masks and stuff, and they said, hey, if you're planning to start some crap with us, we're going to kick your ass. And I was like, no, I'm simply wondering what you guys are protesting. Like, I just got off the bus. I have no idea what's going on here. I'm being surrounded by people. I just want to know what's going on. So right there, they thought that me asking what they're protesting was almost like I'm affronting or something, like I'm going to you know, try and start a fight with them. So they right away threatened. So they're thugs. They, they totally are. They totally thugs. They use fascist and socialist tactics in order to say that they're anti-fascist. Well, and that's the definition of terrorism is violence to achieve a political means, right? Yep. So we've got people here that want to uh, give their opinion on what's going on in Canada and why they're here. Hey, Karen. Is it Karen? Come on over here. <laughs> this is radio. We got one of the spectators that has to put some input this in. Side over here. Step over to the microphone. Put on that set of headphones. Take the chair of uh, Craig Owen Jenkins here. We've got a deplorable Canadian that came here. We've got two minutes left, so you're going to have to make it quick for this segment. We've got a commercial break. Karen, tell us why you're here. Right up to the mic. Oh, there's many issues. I'm here because I'm sick of my tax dollars going to other communities or yep. other countries yep. when I see seniors, vets, single mothers, 
Uh, the natives all need help. They're not getting it. I yep. am sick of seeing people uh, commit crimes in our communities that should be deported. Yep. They're allowed in immigrants. And I'm sick of just all the stuff. You know what? You, on. you mentioned. I don't want my voice to be quashed or yeah. quelled, which is happening. You mentioned the natives. Listen, the Human Rights Commission put out a report on the plight of native children and how, and how we need to help them. So the federal government paid out $707,000 in legal fees to study how we should help these kids. Now, how much of food and clothing would that money have bought them? They just pass around exactly. your money with their friends. Exactly. And, and I have seen it over the years. I'm not stupid. I have worked within many social systems. Uh, homeless shelters okay they aren't getting help yeah they get no help from the government they get help on donations they get swept under the rug yes they get swept under the rug and uh you know we got to keep the ice district clean <laughs> right we don't have homeless people in canada <laughs> la 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 i hear <laughs> the music so that true. means we have a break you got one final thing to say i just am fighting for my children's rights the rights of the future of canadians and i see that it's going to be a democ uh like Hitler. Karen, you're beautiful. We love you. Mike, Mike, Super Don, and Craig Owen Jenkins on American Arc Radio. We'll be back with more deplorable Canadians right after this. Syntec Global XFT is a breakthrough product trusted around the world for over 20 years. Syntec Global XFT will maximize engine life and fuel economy, maximize horsepower and performance, and minimize emissions. XFT packs an incredible amount of benefits into one small concentrated dose and comes with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. That's Syntec Global XFT. Put it to the test. Head over to AmericanUpRadio.com now to get your extreme fuel treatment. That's AmericanUpRadio.com. Welcome back, everybody. This is your host, Mike Phillip. We've got Professor Mike. We've got Super Don. We've got Craig Owen Jenkins. We are live at the Newcastle Pub in Edmonton, Alberta, for the Canadian Deplorables Party. And you are listening to... On the Genesis Communications Network. Thanks a lot, Deplorables. You guys are awesome. I love you. Now, before the break, actually a little while ago, before Kevin J. Johnston called in to tell us how him and his cameraman were treated by a bunch of wimps and a mother of five and teacher. <laughs> we were talking about Kathy Griffin destroying her career trying to be funny by getting on a bandwagon and now Bill Maher has done the same thing listen to this and, and just, just see if you can pick out the spot where Bill Maher Mr. Political, politically Correct got himself in trouble now uh, gotta get to Nebraska more <laughs> you're welcome We'd love to have you work in the fields with us. <laughs> work in the fields? That's part of that. That's... <laughs> Senator. I'm a house man. <laughs> no, it's, it's a joke. So you heard the sound of the letter N and then a beep. I wonder what that was. I wonder what that was. Necrophiliac? Yeah, that was got to be it. Yeah, he's a house necrophiliac. So 
these liberals, they think that because they are down with Black Lives Matter, they are down with cultural appropriation issues, political correctness, LGBT. No, guess what? They're going to eat their own. They go after each other in the end. Well, actually, in the beginning. Because they're easier to go after than people that oppose them. That's who they go after first. Yeah, exactly. See, they're taught this raging hate for all authority, but who do they look up to as authority? Oh, my immediate professor who taught me all this stuff. Exactly. Now, I was so proud of President Trump for dropping out of the Paris Climate Accord. It was like a, a jump off the couch, proud to be an American moment for me. That's because you're a hater. <laughs> you're getting on my nerves. <laughs> so we're getting out. President Trump portrayed his decision to abandon the Paris Ooh. Climate Agreement as a rescue mission for this the American Canadian worker, not an abdication of U.S. leadership on green technology or efforts to slow global warming. The Paris Climate Accord is simply the latest example of Washington entering into an agreement that disadvantages the United States. It disadvantages any comp- a country that's on board with it unless you are China or India or a super polluter. Okay? If you're a super polluter, you're okay in the Paris Climate Accord. Now, that clip I played, that was from actual Canadian media. This is what I woke up to. I sent it over to Don, and uh, big thanks to Super Don. He's the best producer in the world. He sends me these clips back, all air ready, and that's why we have them. So let's go on with how disgusted the rest of the world is that the United States will no longer bow its knee to your BS globalist agenda of wealth transfer and disempowerment. Go on, Mr. President. The president said the voluntary pact placed too many restrictions on greenhouse gas emissions and committed U.S. tax dollars to help less developed nations reduce pollution. I was elected to represent the citizens of Pittsburgh, not Paris. My God, would I love to hear a Canadian politician say, I am here for the people of, of uh, Alberta and not some other place, or, or, and not to give trans, uh, transfer payments to Quebec. The province of Alberta sends $250 billion to the province of Quebec, and guess what? They hate us. Well, I mean, th- you can close down your coal-fired power plants when you're getting money from somebody else. Well, that's it. You can afford to go green when you're on the dole. And it's really that simple. Let's go on with this here. Mr. Trump has called global warming a hoax. A lot of it's a hoax. It's a hoax. Though he said nothing about the science of climate change in the Rose Garden. Why would he say anything about the science of climate change when he previously said it was a hoax? That doesn't even make sense. I mean, listen, here's the thing. There could be some warming going on, but I don't think that humans have a lot to do with it. And I'll give you one example. Geothermal venting. We have no idea how many volcanoes sit at the bottom of the ocean. We don't have them mapped. We have no clue how many they are. In fact, now scientists are thinking that the El Nino effect is caused by a ring of volcanoes around New Zealand and in that area. And the temperature of the ocean has a great deal to do with the climate 
or temperature. That's what they say. Oh, there's a big difference between climate and temperature, you know. And, and Craig, weren't you saying this morning NASA is getting into – NASA scientists are saying that the, uh, the Arctic they, ice – They grew. Yeah. This last year. See, qu- quite often you'll hear the, the, the other sides say NASA says, you know, the sky's falling and all that. Well, they just released a study that uh, that's recent where they this last year the ice caps grew. Greenland they grew by 300,000 square miles. So shortly after Trump has announced his getting out of the Paris climate accord, you're starting to see real scientists have that bravery to step forward and, you know, try to put a, a true story to the the world's climate. Can, can I just say something? Yeah, go ahead, um, Mike. There's a big problem that people keep confusing, okay? They keep, kind of like Mike and I, we discussed this on uh, the Dr. Glidden Show, we discussed the difference between AIDS and HIV, how people get them confused. Well, people keep confusing climate change and global warming. And the reason why they're using the term climate change more and more is because global warming, man-made global warming, has been disproven time and time again. So over time, you'll notice that they keep using the word climate change. Nobody can disprove climate change because we have had ice age. We do have, like you said, there's all kinds of different temperature changes that can happen. Yeah, because if you say climate change, then it doesn't matter what happens. The climate changes and boom, it's our fault and we need taxes. You mean the weather isn't static and consistent every day, all all the time? time? (laughs) See, you're a denier, Mike. I, I deny plenty of things. I'm You're evil. a filthy so kaffir and a denier. That's your biggest problem. Let's go on with this story. Robert Iger, chairman of Disney, and Elon Musk, CEO of Tesla, announced their resignations from the president's business advisory council to protest the Paris withdrawal. Said Musk on Twitter, climate change is real. Leaving Paris is not good for America or the world. Okay, so Elon Musk gets huge money and subsidies and grants, and his company is still losing money. And not only that, but who cares what the guy from Disney isn't going to be on that? I mean, Disney is... What the hell is that? Okay, on Business Advisory Council. Well, he's the animation advisor. Yeah, okay, they, right. They, We've got Pixar. They hide, um, they hide sexual... sexual um images inside Disney movies all the time and all the Disney princesses have oversized exposed breasts. I mean, well, we're not going to get into that, okay? That's Disney. <laughs> Fair well, enough. That uh, Disney. Introducing kids to sex. But listen, here's the thing. When Donald Trump announced that the United States was leaving the Paris Climate Accord, the stocks went up. That tells me that the people that bet on the money believed that this was going to be better for the economy and actually Scott Adams over at Dilbert.com did a really great Great article on it, and I agree with him 100%. Scott, if you're listening, call us up. Let's go on with this story now. Former President Obama, who helped seal the climate deal in Paris two years ago, did not explicitly name Mr. Trump, but in a statement sent during Mr. Trump's announcement said, even in the absence of American leadership, even as this administration joins a small handful of nations that reject the future, I'm confident that our states, cities, and businesses will step up. That's Obama reinserting his nose back into politics, trying to whip up state governments and municipal governments into actively fighting the president. Now, that could be construed as treason. I mean, who the hell is this guy? It wasn't just 
that he, I mean, he wasn't running because he'd served two terms. But he's got to keep sticking his nose in. And he wants to act like he's a friend of the common man. Meanwhile, he just bought a house for $4.1 million in Washington, D.C. Does that sound like the common man to you? Go ahead, Craig. Well, and getting back to Musk saying, well, I'm out. Uh, could it be perhaps he just heard the doors slamming on the purse to the government subsidies for building his cars? Yeah, so I tell you what he did. He went to his money manager and he said, dump it into stocks here, here, and here. Yeah, put, put all that money into coal for me. Yeah, Don't exactly. tell anybody. <laughs> Most likely. I hear the music and that means we're at the end of the first hour we, of American Ock Radio coming at you live from the Newcastle pub. And we got Linda wants to get up and say a word too. Linda's going to get up and say a word right after this hard break. Deplorable Linda, stick around. We'll be right back.